Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. It's going down. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. You better move. You better move. You better dance. Yiggity. Very much like scruffy pigs to look at. And they've got big knobbly warts and lumps all over their long hairy faces. They are very, very ugly. Oh, Mr. Porter, oh, Mr. Porter, oh, Mr. Porter. Well, hello again, and welcome to episode 156 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. I'm Aaron Campbell. And as you can imagine, we are cock-a-hoop. The Whitecaps, another Cascadia Cup win. Six out of six for the season now in the Cascadia Cup standings. Six gonna, points, yeah. Yep, six points. They're going to run away with their sixth title. It's 666, it's six, six, I think. It's the number of the beast. And of course, Portland are quite beastful. Yeah. And it was an interesting game today. Whitecaps got the better of Portland two-one. Yeah, they, and I, I think the, the, the uh, interesting match. I think they this was probably their best pl- game of build-up. The way they built the play through the midfield and attacked. It just in the first half there was no finish, and that was the issue. And there's nothing worse than having a big, big build-up with no, no finish. finish. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a complaint it's, of a lot of people. Yeah, it is. My wife especially. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. But Aaron, the first half, Whitecaps played well, went in a goal down, and I have to admit, in my traditional Scottish pessimistic way, I wasn't hopeful. I just, I just didn't see them getting back into it and getting the break, even though they had. 11 shots and were enjoying the pressure just felt like the same old story they just weren't going to take their chances yeah we've seen this time and time again for going on two seasons now where you know opening 10 minutes they were great created chances you know they just can't find the back of the net and then the other team scores and then you really don't know what's going to happen after that Uh, you know they they still create more chances but you know unless you're putting the ball in the back of the net it's not going to do anything and Portland's very good at once they get the lead, they're basically killing the game. They possess the ball well, and they, I don't. I, I think we were looking through the stats. I don't think they've given up a lead this year and lost a game. They don't come back. It's when the they first go time go this year that, they, that they've come back for a for a win. And yeah. it's, it's a team. I've criticised them for not having kind of spirit, not having that fighting spirit. Yeah. And today they completely show a different side to, to themselves. It's. It was good to see, and it's something that this team needs. Robbo at training on Tuesday tore into them. And he did it publicly, I think, so that all the media that were there could hear it. Ripped them a new one, basically, and just said that it wasn't good enough, the performances that they were putting in. Well, David Eichstead afterwards had said as well that young players are coming in, they have to show that they want to, to get their chance. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, they were basically lackluster in the in the training too, or something like they, that. They, they have been a bit lackluster. So, so essentially, he it's all took good it over natured that. and laughs and stuff. Yeah. And it's like I think this is a team that needs a kick up the ass, and now yeah. they've got it. Yeah, you know, and this is something you know, that supporters have been wanting for a while. 
you know, Robo after games when they've lost the lead, lost the game they should have win. It's the same story time and time again. You know, we we had the better chances. You know, we should have won the game. But, you know, it, it's about damn time they got their asses in gear, and it showed today in the performance. You know what I say? I say if Barry Robson was here, they would have caught a kick in the ass a long time ago. Yes. It need, it needs, so, basically, this Whitecaps team needs more Barry Robsons. <laughs> Nothing needs more Barry Robsons. <laughs> Even the Robson household, I don't think, needs any more Barry Robsons. Yeah. So, let's look at the, the goal that gave Portland the lead. It was essentially uh, a, a little bit of a giveaway outside the box, and then um, a Nagby and Addy played a little one-two oh, touch. Oh yes! And the Nagby crossed it in from right in the sixth. Uh, I think it was coming off a corner. There was a corner coming off a, a little earlier because Borchers was way up the pitch, and he basically slid in at the back post. Octavio Rivero did by like tapping it in from one inch out. So. That, that was essentially the goal right there. Yeah, I noticed on that play. It was against the run of play, too, yeah. because Vancouver dominated throughout the first half, I thought. Yeah, Fraser Aird was kind of caught flat-footed on that cross into yeah. the box, and it looked like Waston was wasting his time putting his hand up calling for the offside. And Parker, oh, that's what everybody does. Parker though. got beat to the backside by Borchers, and yeah. you know, it's one of those things where if Waston tried clearing it, it probably would have been an old goal, but... You know, it, yeah, what yeah, can you do? Osted didn't have a chance. It was a great little turn by Addy, though. Yeah, but, uh, that was essentially where the, the goal happened from, that little tap back. But my heart sunk when that went in, because I, I thought it was going to be another tale of Portland coming up here, dominate, and they, they love to come up here. They do well here, just like we do well down down there now. Yeah. But full credit to them, whatever was said at halftime... Well, we were talking about at halftime. We thought it was if they didn't get a goal before the half, it was we thought Porter would have totally adjusted his whole tactics, shut down Vancouver, but it didn't work. Vancouver actually bounced back at the, at the second half. Yeah, and I mean they came out all guns blazing, went to to get the equaliser. It came in the hour mark. Masato Kuro getting his first goal in MLS going to be a huge weight off his shoulders yeah. getting that. I mean. We've got Rivero getting his first goal last week. We've got him getting that goal. Perez has come close. It's something I asked Robo after the game, which we'll hear in a little bit. It, it's getting some confidence to these strikers, but they need to kick on now, and yeah. he needs to get a settled lineup so that they can take advantage of the, this confidence that they've now got. And it was a perfect finish. Kudo had a couple chances in the first half. He yeah. missed. He didn't, and that, was, that one where he basically struck it almost right at the keeper, even though he had so much space and open net. Um, but this one, he he actually this was even probably more difficult finish. He he, he got him on his short side, right at the near post, and he, he slipped it in past Leeson. Yeah, Kudo this season, he he hasn't had a chance to find his role on this team. He um, you know, he came off the preseason injury that nobody knows what it is, and he kind of struggled out of the box with maybe the physicality play of the MLS. He wasn't used to it, but he couldn't find his spot on the pitch where you know he can help this team out and. Hopefully this is a game he can build on moving forward, like you said, you know, kind of gave him, he can play in this league, he can contribute to the team, and, you know, we'll see moving forward what he does with this. I have to say, I've doubted whether he can cope with the physicality of the league, and there was times today that Borchers kind of dominated him. Yeah, but that's what they, but they always said that at the beginning, even preseason, that he's a guy that likes going in the box. Yeah. And so we expect somebody that likes going in the box, no matter what league you're coming from, it's going to be a little bit physical. Yeah, I mean, he likes the ball to his feet as well, and that's not the kind of game the Whitecaps have been playing. There's been a long ball forward. We saw a bit of it today, which isn't suited to him. Well, he got set up by Chera, because Chera was trying to uh, stop a pass from coming inside the box. He he deflected right into the path of Kudo, so essentially he was set up by the opposition there. But 
it was a nice finish. And yeah. It's also the kind of finish that we've seen Rivero have those chances and just not put the ball away. Yeah. I mean, he could have did a kind of little shimmy. Sent Gleason went the wrong way, and then he he beat him at his near post. Yeah. Whenever a keeper is beating at his near post, not that's not good. Yeah, this was a chance that you know even Maddox had. You know, past couple seasons with the Whitecaps couldn't put away. Rivero struggles, you know, at that part of the pitch too. So it was nice to see that he has that skill level that, you know, he can handle the MLS. But, yeah, like you said, physicality, he needs to work on that. But it was a bright game for him moving forward. And, the, and then the, the, I think less than six minutes later, they got the winner. Yeah, um, with, with the, the most open legs we've seen from someone from Portland since that. Dot, that dot, and, dot. Oh, yeah. did you get a response? response? I got a lot of responses did to you? that. Maybe I won't even go there. Okay. Becky with the long hair was mentioned, so <laughs> I'm not sure who she is. But, yeah, I... Oh, that's, Christian, a Beyonce, that's a Beyonce reference. Oh, yeah, okay. Becky with, so you, not, not Becky with down, the good hair. Not down with my Beyonce. Oh, you don't like lemonade? No. Okay. Christian Bellani is getting the, the credit with the goal. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still wanting to give it to AFTN writer Blas Perez. I, I do think that he, he got a hair on it. Not a ball hair, but a head hair. Yeah. Uh, I think it just... Ball to hair or hair to ball? Yeah, it's DNA. We, we, we checked it. We... We asked our friends at the LAPD for some evidence CSI, of that. Yeah. Um, they've come CSI back and said it. It, it was OJ Simpson. Oh, shit. So, congratulations to OJ on getting a, his first goal for the Whitecaps and a giving game us a game winner too. Yeah, game winner. But I mean, poor old Jakey Gleason. Yeah, no, that was a tough one for him for sure. Last week, hero, player of the week, Portland win. Today, zero wide open legs. Ball squirms through it. Didn't know what hit him, and. Yeah, 2-1 Whitecaps. It was unexpected in a way, just because we're not used to them fighting back. But deserved 2-1 win in the end. Porter felt that his side should at least have had a, a, a draw outfit. But he whines about everything anyway, so it's like he's never going to be happy. He didn't blame Gleason, he's, and you can't really, because this was a guy that made 11 saves. A couple of phenomenal stops as well. One off Belanius in the first half. Yeah. That, from where Mesquita. we were sitting. Was it Mosquito? Mosquito from in close, I think it was. It yeah. was the one that kind of swerved and he from kind of put his hand up. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I was Mosquito. I'm almost 100% sure on that. I or my match report will be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he verified it on Twitter. Oh, okay. so somebody on Twitter told me. <laughs> but, I mean, Gleason had a really good game. He looks yeah. like a really good keeper for them. And I was saying to you that people from New Zealand don't play football. Yeah. And you said, yeah, they do. And then he let that in. So I, I guess they it don't. was proved correct. He was but, probably dreaming a sheep. Yeah, when or, the ball came across, he had a sheep in his mind, just saw this white thing coming towards him, and then all these sheep memories came flooding back through his legs as a sheep will go. I can vouch for that. And poor old Jake the Shepherd let it in. And if he doesn't, because I think their, their starting keeper um, is out for like a month. And so you're going to see Gleason more. So if you know he doesn't, if he obviously he, he went was up high down low this week. Uh, they got a midweek match yeah. against Dallas on the road. Um, and then if so, if he doesn't come through with that, I think the honeymoon might be over. But two one white caps. Before we talk any more about the game, let's hear a little bit now from both head coaches. We'll only hear a little bit from Robo because you can find out on the White Caps website. And we'll hear a little bit from Grumpy Cat himself. Caleb Porter. No tissues were, were handy today, but he'd, he did his best. Yeah, what was the message uh, at halftime? Help. <laughs> I thought from the first minute to the last minute, I thought the intensity of the team, the, the effort, the application was spot on. 
and the football took care of itself today. I think we played some super stuff. We didn't score enough for my chances. Um, and I said to my half time, it's a good performance, but the result we're on the wrong end of. And you know, sometimes you've got to roll your sleeves up, pull your socks up, uh, and get on with it. Don't feel sorry for yourself. And the boys didn't in the second half. We we continued with the intensity and continued to create chances. And I think it's a little bit fortuitous the winning goal as it happened. But you know, give the give Jake Gleason a lot of credit. He made some wonderful saves again this week. Um, so. Uh, I think we deserve to win. Uh, football gods evening out a little bit with, with that winner. I'm a firm believer if you put the work in, you get the rewards out, not just in football, but in any walk of life. You know, the, the, the most successful people put in the most hardest hours, the longest hours, and you know, the football teams are no different. And if you put the work in, you get the rewards. And today we got our rewards. Now, we've, we've talked about you maybe not knowing what kind of white caps team this is yet this year. You must be hoping team that came out in that second half is the team you're going to kind of maybe unlock now a fighting spirit and like never giving up I think we showed today what what we can be you know some of the some of the football as I said there from from certain players and I think every man from 1 to 11 was you know very very strong um, but that's the standard I require from them you know when they drop below that standard you know me and my coaches we've got to be on these guys because you know they're good players you know, they don't mean to turn in bad performances or not play to the level, but as long as they put the work in, and especially in derby games, you know, we talked today, great atmosphere, it's a sellout here, the, the MLS Cup champs, who are a good team, you know, very, very good team. They got the player of the month in the team, um, you know, we limited him to one chance maybe, and they got the noses in front, so maybe it was just our day. Looking at the strikers, talking of confidence, Octavio scored last week, missed out today, Blas has had a few close calls. I, you must be hoping now that you can maybe get a steady run in the team with these guys and just unlock them a little bit. Yeah, definitely, and Nico's included as well. You know, Nico again was strong today in his performance and maybe should have scored. Keeper made a great save. And at certain times through the season, there's going to be players that uh, are in form and not so in form, and you know that's why the rotation will will still continue to happen. But you know, I, I want nothing more than the settle side. Um, and you know, that will be dictated by the group of players in there, especially over the next couple of weeks when we've got a number of games in, in midweek. So I look forward to it because it'll be nice and exciting if we can follow up like with performances like that. And with another sort of three games and eight days spell, how are you prioritising like a home game on Wednesday or a, a Canadian derby on Saturday? Do you know what? I, I just got asked that question there. I said, I've got no idea at the moment. You know, it's a special day for me today, my father's birthday. And at half time, I walked in the toilet and I'm talking to myself and one of the coaches said, are you okay? I said, yeah. I said, bring me some luck, Dad. And it was his birthday. So he bought me some luck with a mistake from the goalkeeper, I know, but he bought me some luck. And it's Mother's Day tomorrow. And I've got two kids who are looking forward to Mother's Day and I'm scrambling around to get a present. So uh, happy Mother's Day to all those special mums out there. I thought we deserved something out of the game, at the very least a draw. Um, but credit Vancouver for uh, that second half and clawing back in and scoring two goals. Uh, the reason I felt we deserved something out of it is up 1-0, start of the second half, thought we were in great position, we're getting counterattacks and you know we do a bit better on a couple of those chances that we had which were very good opportunities then the game's different. Obviously we're up 2-0 and now it's very difficult for Vancouver um, but at the very least if you don't you know score the second goal we need to 
buckle down and ride the game out. I thought the first goal turned things a little bit. It was kind of a broken play off the throw-in, deflected a little bit, and scored a Decudo. And you know, credit to him, he took took it well. Kind of slid it to that near post at a tight angle. Um, and then they, I thought they had a little bit of momentum after that. Like I said, I think that goal turned things a little bit. Prior to that goal, I thought it was all us. You know, and it looked like we were going to score a second goal and, and get the three points. But uh, momentum, games change goals, or goals change games, and the momentum turned. And thought they got the second goal. A little bit unfortunate on that one as well. So, you know, they get two goals. Now it's 2-1. And, you know, I thought at the end, you know, we, we made a good push and we had some very good chances. You know, this is one of those when you watch the tape, you're going to see shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, we should have been up 2-0, you know, and we should at the very least pull the goal back to go 2-2, which is why I feel like we deserved something out of the game. But, uh, you know, that's the way it falls some, some games. We need to put it behind us. Uh, congratulations to Vancouver. Uh, they get a big three points. We'll see them in a, you know, a couple weeks here. So hopefully we can get those three points back. You haven't made a clean sheet so far this season, and, and you only have scored three goals in the first half in three games. It seems like a little bit of a recipe for disaster. Like, why do you think you can change things around? Yeah, I mean, certainly you want to score uh, the first goal. I mean, study, you know, uh, percentages show that the team scores the first goal usually gets something out of the game. Um, you know, we've been in a position on the road three times to, to take all three points. Um, so, you know, that's something we got to look at. For me, it's more the second half, you know, in those games because we scored the first goal uh, in, in all three of those games on the road, and we're in a great position to, you know, so in theory, if you look at that, we've, we've dropped seven points, you know, because we gave up two late goals, um, you know, and then we give up, obviously, two goals in the second half. But uh, sometimes the first half, I mean, we look at international level, you look at most top-level games, it's, those are tight halves, first half. And, you know, the second half, things start to open up, depending on who gets the first goal. Um, but, yeah, I think there are times we can start more, more aggressive. And definitely we need to, you know, do better defensively. But, you know, if you, if you look back on, you know, our evolution to this point, We've had to figure out some things in the back line and, and you know, replacing Jorge and, and losing Ridgey for seven, sorry, eight games, you know, so that's a part of it as well that plays into, um, you know, those trends. So a happy Carol Robinson and a deflated Caleb Porter there. Porter, feeling aside, deserved to get something out of the game. I don't see where you came from that, though. No, I mean... Well, I, I the thought chance, they, play, they played they well. The chances. They yeah. could have easily finished 4-3 yeah. or 5-4. Yeah, but, but they gave up a lot of chances yeah, too. I, I think they were outshot. So they were outshot about twenty-six to nine. So, but the if he they had converted on some of their chances, yeah, they could have been up two-one or got the second goal and put it out of the reach. Like Porter said in the press conference, it was a could have, would have, should have game. Yeah. You know, we've seen those in Vancouver time and time again. So it was kind of nice seeing another team playing that type of game and not us. So you know, he can pout about it. He can move on to the next game on Wednesday. We'll talk about a couple of the Portland players in a bit, but we'll talk about some of the Whitecaps guys first. Well, first of all, guys, who was your man of the match? I would. I, I was leaning towards Bologna or Kudo. I'd probably give it to Kudo just because he brought the game back into for the Whitecaps. He finally broke, you know, broke through and got that first goal, and I think that kind of opened the floodgates for everything else. Yeah, I'd give mine to Bilanos. He, you know, third goal in the third straight game. He 
that the I was team... mad player of this game, not player of three games. Yes. <laughs> also this game, that the team with five shots. And he was just all over the pitch. Yeah, he was solid. He was yeah, very after the Portland scored, he was kind of that player that the ball went through where he found his teammates to still attack. Because going down one nothing with this team, you know, sometimes it's the death march. They're down, they're not going to come back. And he kind of seemed to be that player where... The ball would get to him, and he, he created chances for his teammates. And, you know, that's great for Bolanos to do. So he was my player of the match. Uh, I'm going to go with Pamaduka. Oh, for the, all the because stuff on the that nobody he saw. He was hilarious to watch on the sidelines. In the first half, he got a warning from the fourth official who was told to sit down. He was going crazy. He was mouthing off at him. It was when Mosquito was brought down, and... Mosquito said to the linesman, oh, it's a free kick. And the linesman's shaking his head and going, no, that's the referee's pointing for a free kick. And Cad just lost it with yeah. the fourth official. But his celebration with Kudo. Subo, yeah. Kudo scored, that was fantastic. I thought he was going to get sent off for doing I think something. The, the violent conduct. Because yeah. they actually did re- do the sumo yeah. pop and everything. It could have been a red card. He'll be suspended Dis- Wednesday. Disco, yeah. disco. we'll be in looking into this. Well, he, he likes his disco dancing. We yeah. saw that after the Voyager's Cup on his boogie board. Yeah. But if we were going for a player that played, it is between Kudo and Belanius. And I was going to go with Belanius before Aaron said it. Um, but thinking about it, because Kudo got the assist on Belanius' goal. Yeah. And he was busy throughout. And it was his goal that brought it back in, so I'm going to give my tip of the hat to Kudo for this one. Yeah, and if you think of it, there's not there's a that's a pretty solid uh, center back tandem that he had to go up against. Yeah, Borchers and Ridgewell, like those two guys are solid. Yeah, I hate very, them, but they are they are they're good. very good. And so it's 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 a tough to go up against them. And I thought he played really well for them. And apart from the goals, my play of the game was a little bit. I think it was about 75th minute. Pedro Morales, and Robbo actually referred to this uh, in his post-game chat as well. Portland broke forward really quickly. Pedro, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Ari, but Pedro like closed him down, and he was going in and goal, but Pedro managed to get a little foot in and knock it back to Eustead, who, yeah. who cleared the That danger. was a huge play. That was huge, and it shows a defensive side of the game that we're needing to see from the midfielders, and it has been lacking this year. And like Morales is a guy that... We used him doing the offensive stuff, and his defensive side we don't look at too much, but I thought playing a side Laba was fantastic. Pedro, who was second on the team with tackles this game, he had six compared to seven for Laba. And when Pedro lines up in the 4-2-3-1 next to Laba, he can kind of be a defensive liability from time to time with his hustle play back. But this game, you know, he... He got beat a few times, but you know every player is going to get beat. No, in but this I, league. I don't think he should be put in that position to get beat. I think like I know they say Laba's. I mean Morales is playing beside Laba, but it's essentially it's Laba's role to play that middle holding midfielder. And Morales is supposed to like be almost everywhere, yeah, spray the ball and whenever he can. Now he should what, be yeah, where defensively, but it's not his sole no, purpose. No, but one of like Laba's Laba. faults is he doesn't get back no, a lot of the time. He, he kind of roams he out there too. Back yeah. and it's like. It was just great thinking from Morales, and it it was it saved the game and, and got the three points. As I think, far as I'm concerned, I know I know I know Laba's obviously the starter, but I think a, a guy who put, probably might play better with Morales at the back like that is probably Jacobson, because Jacobson d- is pretty steady, stays where he's supposed to be. He doesn't he gets saunter, back, he quicker, gets back well. quicker. He's a little bit more size on him. So, but obviously Laba's going to be the starter going forward, anyways. Yeah, and with the you know great play by Mesquita lately, like you you have to start Mesquita at that attacking mid role, but you need to find a spot for Morales. You know, yeah. with his salary, you know, it's DP player, he needs to be starting for this team if healthy. So, 
you kind of have to fit him in where he's least, you know, chance of him not making a mistake. But, you know, like I'm you not, said, not with getting him. injured. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought uh, clattering him with tackles. And it's like playing at the back allows him. He doesn't get challenged as much, so he's not going to get tackled as much. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's just going to avoid the physicality of the holding midfielders, yeah. the center backs. But I, I like the point on Mesquita. I think Mesquita. I think by the end of the year, Mesquita is going to be the probably the most underrated player for the Whitecaps. He might not yeah, have very possibly. many. He might not have very many goals. He might not have that many assists. But it, the way he brings energy to the, to the side, um, I think that 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 will be very important for him. I. I well, uh, Robbo says he's infectious. Yeah, and you can get creams for that, but he doesn't seem to want to clear it up. And well, good for that's him. That's good for him. Yeah, you got to you got to do it for the team. And I think the lineup that we saw today, bar Manny, um, I mean Manny, I think can come in for Teixeira now, yeah. or Teixeira could come in for Bolanius. Basically, Bolanius or Teixeira is one of them starts, one sits on the bench, and the way that Bolanius has been playing, it has to be Bolanius because Teixeira's had a. Pretty poor season so but he's, far. But he's so good at the corners, though. He puts those corners right in their good spots. And that uh, while they haven't got that Can many goals... Can we bring on a special teams unit? Maybe just bring him on for the keep him in the corners. Yeah. <laughs> like he's small around. enough, you'd never see... It's definitely a good change to put a 12th man in there. Hmm. Well, you also have Bolanos. He can take corners. No, he hasn't had too many this season, but... Yeah. But Teixeira seems to have the right, like, almost like placement... And right um, speed on the ball and everything like that. He puts it in the right I spot. I think the line is good with the six. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Well, we saw today with the two Waston chances off headers. Like he, he, they have the timing down, which yeah. is crucial, you know, in football. And, pa- and Parker came close a couple times too. Yeah, Parker is so due this goal. It's like he just wants his first MLS goal so much, and yeah, I Ginger Ninja will get it for sure. I thought I thought those two had a solid game. The Addy, yeah. Except for that one play by Addy, I don't think Addy really was that prominent. Valeri wasn't that prominent. Nagby was, yeah, the one pass on the goal, he was there. But other than that, uh, Maddox was. I think Frazier did a wicked job on Maddox. Yeah, and, and basically took him out of the game. Maddox basically the, the the book on Maddox is don't do any kind of tackle on him. Just let him do, do whatever he let wants with the ball. Let him run and give the ball up himself. Give the ball up. Yeah, there's no need to do anything. We, we heard the big... Because there was the big cheer early on when Maddox ran at the Caps' defence and then just ran out of room and lost the ball. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, yay, there's the darn know. First 10 minutes, Maddox was really busy. And well, he's, he's pumped you're up thinking, to play against yeah, his own team. He's yeah. up for it. I, I, I thought he was going to score, but I thought he was going to get the ball at the edge of the Portland box, forget who he's playing for, turn round and just go on a big run and, and score. But then when I thought score, then I realised that was like he's, fantasy. He still would have missed shooting yeah. on his own net. Folk have been going on. He's, he's played well down in Portland. He played well here. He's got a goal down in Portland. He got the odd goal here. And Folk are saying, well, Whitecaps aren't scoring. Why did you get rid of him? He was never going to no, do it here. he wasn't the And Robo answer. told us in December. I don't think it was during our interview, but when we spoke to him after we, we did our end-of-season chat, he said... He wished darn well, no matter where he went, even if it was a Western Conference team or a rival. And he said, if he scores for them, good for him, because he hasn't scored for me. And it's like, he wasn't going to score here. No. He, he couldn't unlock him, so it's like, let him go and do what he wants. He, he wasn't going to get playing time here. You no, know. Not, a, not with the players they no, brought in. No, he, he would have been behind Rivero. He would have been behind Kudo and Perez. Yeah. Like He couldn't be that sub off the bench like Perez no. has been this season. He's even, not physical Even enough. on the wide areas, he was fourth. We would have been fourth. So there's no point in keeping a high salary like that. On and there. Eric Hurtado does the same job of running and 
Losing the ball. And losing the ball. And Although him. he had a good chance today. And he's yes. played, played well in He's USL. done well with, with the WFC too. Yeah. And he's got a decent haircut at long And last. Hurtado's at one-third the salary that Maddox yes. was yeah, at. Sure. And that's I mean, huge. Hurtado's a guy that is busy. And he is going to get in positions. And one of these ones will go in and he's a confidence player. Once he gets a goal, he's going to be confident again. Yeah. And yeah, his salary. In a salary cap league, that's all that basically comes into it. But we're talking about Maddox. So Steve got to speak to, not King Mattix, but the father of the king. So who bought it? Emperor. Emperor Mattix. So we spoke to Emperor Mattix. And also, guy that I don't particularly like, but you said he was quite charming. Timber central defender Liam Ridgewell. And the blunder keeper, blunder boss himself, Jake Gleason. So let's hear from the Timbers players now. Um, obviously a tough boss especially since you guys were off early. I mean, how's the team react after a loss like that? We can't um, get too down about it. You know, obviously we'd have lost to pick up three points, you know, at least a tie away. You know, it's unfortunate. I think we deserve something out of that game. You know, but it's a really quick turnaround and we got to um, move forward to um, traveling to Peru, going to Dallas, you know, so it's a bit down. But I mean, the team is really upbeat regardless, you know, so for us, it's really on to Dallas. It was a strange uh, coming into BC Place and wearing green instead of white uh, for your first time? Um, not really. You know, I mean, I enjoyed my four years being in Vancouver, you know, and in general, life takes you places that sometimes you don't know. You know, um, obviously, I've got um, all my past teammates here, you know, and I really enjoy those guys, you know, but for me, um, I'm with the Timbers now and I'm happy to be here, so that's good. Obviously, nobody wants to ever get traded and everything like that, but it, was it easier because you're going back to your college coach and you kind of know the system and what he expects of you? Yeah, most definitely. I would say um, knowing Caleb for, I would say, six, seven years now, you know, and some of the guys from Akron, you know, a couple of Jamaican guys there. So the transition was much easier, and you know, I'm still in um, Pacific Northwest, you know, so all those things add up. But, I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed my four years in Vancouver, you know, but now it's, I'm in the Timbers. Obviously not the result that you guys wanted. How's the team feeling about the performance today and not being able to get any points? Yeah, obviously disappointed. Uh, you know, one nil up, you were obviously thinking we can uh, go and get the result that we wanted. Um, but, you know, that's football. Uh, you know, we didn't put away our chance in the second half at the start of it and, you know, we got punished for it. So it's, it's a tough one to take, but, you know, we've got to try and quickly forget about it as we've got to go on the road again to uh, go and play Dallas. Jake's had a, like had a great week last week, and, yeah. and and also in the first half was in the second half was spectacular. But mm. how tough is it to see him, a young keeper like that, give up a goal like that? Yeah, I mean that's that's being a goalkeeper. You know that's why people don't get to. That's why you don't pick being a goalkeeper. You know uh, that's football. Sadly, you know, so obviously one mistake and and people are gonna you know jump all over you for it. But you know he was fantastic last week, and you know in the first half, like you said, he made some great saves as well. So. No, he'll be fine. You know, we'll get behind him and, and, and get him ready for the game on Wednesday. And uh, you know, he'll bounce back from it. How did you feel? How did the team feel about the defensive performance? It seemed like Vancouver got a lot of opportunities. I don't know yeah. if that was more than you guys wanted, or <laughs> if it was part of. I know you guys were going for the counter attack. No, I think uh, you know they, they played very well. You know, enough taking not, nothing away from Vancouver. They played very well and, and slipped inside a lot and, and got a lot of shots away. I don't think they had too many clear opportunities, but they certainly done well and worked the ball very well. And, uh, you know, we were defending for a lot of the game. But, you know, I felt we, we played very well. And, you know, you know for the sake of uh, a few uh, times that they got, got in, I think we've done very well. So uh, it's just something to take on into Dallas. And, uh, you know, certainly keeping the ball, we've got to work on. And, uh, you know, we'll be looking to do that. 
And how do you kind of turn around after a disappointing loss like that to play a quick turnaround at Dallas? Kind of about 10 points, hopefully. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we, we're always together. You know, it's obviously a disappointing result, but, you know, we've, there's another game. That's the good thing about football. There's another game and we'll go into Dallas still with that, with that confidence that we came into the game today. You know, and uh, on another day, we probably were stuck a second away in the second half and, and made it three as well. So... That's football, you know, we've got to turn around quickly and uh, try and forget about the game and take our confidence into the Dallas game. Jake, obviously not the result you guys wanted. How do you, after a game like that, you had a lot of great saves, obviously not necessarily how you wanted to play the second goal, but how do you look past that? Uh, you learn and move on. Uh, I think that's a big thing, you know, it's a short turnaround before we play Dallas. So you can't dwell on it too much. It's one of those things that happens that you don't want it to happen, but it does, and it happens to, happens to everyone. So it's how you react. I think that's the big thing. And for me, it's it's learning from it, moving forward, and uh, being more consistent and, and putting it behind me before Dallas comes on uh, on Wednesday. Did, did uh, Blas, uh, do you think it was going to come off him? Is that what we were expecting? Or was it just, was there any issue of the sun at all or in, in there? Yeah, I think it was just, I was just caught moving forward a little bit. Uh, I wasn't set. I don't know if he was going to hit the ball or not. So it's just one of those ones where I just got to sit and wait for the ball to come to me and not get caught moving. Um, you know, it's, it's a simple ball. It's a ball I've caught a thousand times before, but, you know, it's just one of those things where it, where it happens and, you know, it's, it's how you respond, and, you know, I think uh, that's the big thing. The, you guys gave up, uh, I think, 24 or 26 shots um, to them and 12 or something on goal. And from the defensive perspective in general, is there something the group needs to be doing to maybe close some of those spaces a little bit better? You know, I think... Uh, I think, you know, just getting back into it, getting the back four back into it, you know, getting the, uh, playing with the same back four and over and over again will help. And, you know, obviously we, we don't want to give up uh, as many chances as we do, but at the same time, you know, it's my job to keep the ball out of the back of the net, and today I didn't do that. So, so that was some of the, the Portland players there, Gleason, Mattix, and Liam Ridgewell. Who so, would love to have 10 pints to forget yeah. about this game, so that's going to be... He's going to be hammered by the time he gets back to, to like, Oregon. Or, or to Dallas if they're flying straight there. And I'm pretty sure he's not a guy that cares if it's craft beer or just some horrible beer. Yeah. Budweiser. <clears throat> um, so, three points in the bag for the Whitecaps. Jumping ahead of Portland now in the standings. And at the time of recording this podcast, obviously still a, a weekend's action in MLS to come. But Whitecaps up to 14 points now. Just three points off the, the top of the table. Which is amazing that the, the, they're, they're playing like pretty poor right now. Everybody says they're pretty poor, yeah. but they're only three points off first and, place. And, I mean, that shows that all the panic and folks <laughs> saying about firing Robo, which someone left a comment on on our match preview as well, that this is the time for Robo to go, and it's like, no. wow, six points off the lead. They'd be second place in the East, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah and with the parity of the MLS, like, there's only seven points between first and ninth in the West, yeah. you know, and Seattle's in ninth, so... You know, it's wide open this season. And Robbo has said so many times this year, and he said it again in the post-game press conference, that it's hitting form at the right time. If the team can play crap and pick up points now and stay in the mix and then really hit their stride September, October, going into the playoffs, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't care if we finish fifth or sixth as long as we're the informed team going into the playoffs and we do the business in the playoffs because yeah. that's all that matters ultimately. And, the, and teams in the past have proved that that's the way you can win the supporter shield 
which counts for nothing. Gets us nothing as a Canadian club. We don't get yeah. in the Champions League because of it. No. So it counts for nothing. And then y- you could be cold going into the playoffs. So yeah. it, well, last season, that's what Portland did. They yeah. got hot at the right time, end of the season, and it carried over in the playoffs. So if we can struggle now and you know gain points in the summer when we usually struggle with this team you know moving forward they're they're in fine shape and the thing is they, they the, the way they play today that's the way they have to play where everybody's on their game because yep. they can't rely on a single player they don't have that superstar on the team that can carry the team yeah they, we were they, talking about that they basically have good play, very good players but they don't have that one player that like a like a like they faced david via um, oh, wait, wait. Or, or, or look at Montreal today coming back yeah. to, to draw four all and Piatti and Drogba is the guys that's doing the damage and, and, but they don't have that guy so they have to play that solid game and everybody has to pick up even um, yeah, an even effort. amount of effort yeah exactly so and they're, they're going to be tested as a squad again because it's another three games in eight days next Saturday they head out east to Toronto I just don't fancy them getting anything that's that, why they have to take care of Chicago yeah. Chicago's at the bottom of the east right now and these are the type of teams that sometimes really give them a hard time in previous well, years. Well, the Caps are now unbeaten in five games at home. Yeah. Losing the first one against Montreal, but now with three wins and two draws at home, they want to make BC place a fortress again. They should, in theory, get all the points against Chicago. But as you say, we've had, kind of had these speed bumps before but when these little teams come to, to BC place. It's Chivas all over again. Yeah. It's a yeah. different team name. Yeah, let's just hope Chicago's not our new bogey team because, I mean, Chivas was just horrible. We just struggled so many times against them. But you have to think that they're going to get the business done against Chicago. Would you make changes for this one or would you keep the changes for the Toronto game or would you kind of make a couple now, a couple for for Toronto? I would go get the points against Chicago and then if you want to make any changes... Uh, make the changes for Toronto, but if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that, make a f- couple of changes for Chicago game. Maybe bring Manny back. Obviously, Manny would well, be. Well, Manny's gonna come back. I, I spoke yeah. to him at halftime today, and yeah. I, I was saying I couldn't believe that he'd he'd got sent off. Yeah. Or suspended. suspended. And he was like he couldn't either. He didn't know until Wednesday morning. He came into training, and Rob was like, "You've been suspended again." It's like, what for? Yeah. And he, he like, and during the game, I watched it. I mean, I spoke to Aaron about this as well. You thought nothing of it. Yeah, and I didn't even know what he was suspended yeah. for. I had to go back and watch the game. Yeah. I mean, no one at the time, he couldn't stop that momentum he had going forward. His foot just happened to land on the guy's leg. Well, that's, the it thing wasn't... Is, that's the thing is, the, 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 the Whitecaps get suspended when they go to ground. They get suspended yeah. when other players go yeah. to ground. Yeah, I mean, look so how it's, many, it's no, there's look no how many there. two-footed tackles apparently didn't get su- subsequent suspension this week as well. It's farcical. Um, and you, know what, you don't want to start the whole conspiracy theory thing, but... It's not a level playing field. It's and you know what? I'm. It's just getting sick and tired of it. Like it's like, like right now, I I honestly don't even want to pay attention to MLS unless it's the white caps. And yeah. even then, I don't really. It, it's getting to the point where, like, obviously, I, I come as with a press pass, but I do have a season ticket. I don't know if I want to keep that season ticket and even, you know, entertain the fact of maybe going into the stands because why do I want to go in there? It, yeah, we've heard that, you know, from supporters on Twitter all the time where, you know, it it's, for some families coming to the game, it, it's a pricey option. I know for me, I got four children. I come to a game, I'm dropping 150 bucks yeah. in gas, tickets, you know, SkyTrain, feeding my kids. And and you, you don't know, want to do it like a Sophie's Choice, even though it's a totally different choice. Yeah, like... It's just to bring the kids to the game. You don't want to choose which kids you're about to bring, right? Yeah, right. I, I just leave them at home, personally. Yeah, yeah like, it, it's, it's pricey taking kids to games, and... 
you know, you get here, you, you want quality on the pitch, which is fine. You know, a game's fun to go to, but if the referee's going to be this inconsistent where, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not fun. Right? You, it's, you don't want to know who the referee is. Essentially, he should not be the main person yeah. in the game. He shouldn't be the, like, the story you, of the game. If you leave a game knowing the name of a referee, yeah. then something's not right. But at least it rested Manny today, so yeah. he, he's going to be back against Chicago. He might play both Chicago and Toronto. Yeah, I, um, I, I would I would basically keep the very similar lineup. I would maybe bring Manny in, and then at Toronto, that's where you can make some changes. You could bring Jacobson in. Would you bring Carr in for one of the games to rest Parker because Parker's been playing nonstop? I would uh, maybe he's a young maybe, lad. Maybe play him against Chicago, and then he could Parker could travel back east. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd give Carr, you know, Chicago, and maybe give Sam another chance against Chicago too. You know, he, no, he I, wasn't I, that well in New York, but I, I would play him against Toronto if you're gonna play him. Play him against Toronto mm. on the road. I don't know. I think Chicago would maybe be the better game to get his confidence up because it's a weaker team. Yeah, the Toronto strikers could have a field day with him if he. I mean, you don't want to destroy his confidence. Pitch. He's already had a bad game. You don't want him to have another bad game. No, Parker, I don't know. I, I think I might play Parker on Wednesday because it was really hot today. It's going to be hot in Toronto. He's a ginger guy with pale, pale skin. He can't be out in the sun too much. Mm-hmm. So I'd maybe rest him next week in Toronto for that as well. Yeah, I don't know. I think Adekubi could be a, a guy to maybe get a shot on Wednesday. And, yeah. and then you could maybe do Harvey. But, then he, but he might be up for an all-Canadian game as well. Yeah. And then if you want to do it, then you could do Harvey and Jordan Smith in, in Toronto. You yeah, that and I'd, I'd give Kudo the start again on Wednesday. Yeah. Rivero coming off an injury. Yeah. He has struggled. Keep, keep coming it, coming off the bench, you yeah, know, and then, what's good for his game. And then Rivero can start in Toronto if you want to give yeah. Kudo a break there yeah, at that point. Exactly. I think... I think the players need to get a run. Perez has said that he needs a run, and he's not getting a run, he's getting off the bench. You can't start chopping and changing. If Kudo's going to score, and I'd give him Wednesday, and if he scores again, he needs to, to be kept as a striker, and Rivero just comes off the bench for a bit. And that might give him a kick to, to try and, and get back scoring again. Well, his, his only issue is just getting the luck and confidence. Once he yeah. gets that going, then... He, then it, like once, he, once he's able to create a goal, not just finish like a... Uh, uh, you know, a flub by a goalkeeper. Once he's able to actually create a goal and make something happen, then yeah. he'll get the confidence up. I don't think these goals where he's kicking them in from a couple feet out, while they're great to get, I don't. I still think that the confidence is does not fully restored. Yeah, after the New York City FC game where he scored the goal, I think he had a good run today. Like he he created a chance or two. You know, yeah, he, he set up Hurtado. He set up Hurtado. Yeah, for sure. So I think he can build off this moving forward. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you start him. No. You know, just he can keep building his confidence off the bench. Yeah. He doesn't have to be the starter moving forward. And sometimes players see games different from when they're on the bench yeah. as opposed to being. So maybe he saw something and he was able to exploit it. But it's a lot lot for Robbo to kind of weigh up. And I asked him after the game if he knew what one he was going to prioritize yet. And he said that his only priority right now is Mother's Day because mm-hmm. um, he hasn't got his wife a present yet from the kids. So I, I would just give an empty box and just. <laughs> That's the kid's like, job. I'm not getting my wife anything for Mother's Day. That's that's a kid's job. I have my anniversary. I take care of her on that day. Exactly. And Mother's Day is the is I have my own mother. Why am I going to get a present for them? Yeah, I mean, I, I moved away, so I didn't have to give my mother a present. If they want to get that's paid, a good present. You yeah. moved away. Yeah. I, I offer I offered my kid my kid pencil and paper. You could do a little card. You exactly. Do, do they do it at school. You don't even have to give them the paper and pencil. They yeah, should do it in school. Exactly. And bring it home for the weekend. My tax money should pay for Mother's Day. Yeah. It's a nonsense holiday. 
God, we're grouchy even when we win, aren't we? Well, you should take care. Of, honestly, you should take care of your mother every day. You shouldn't have yeah. to like have a mother's and day. And all of our female so fans are now gone. I personally, for Father's Day, I want, I want my. Well, the only thing I want is to have nothing to do on Mother's Day. The only thing I want every Father's Day is to make sure I don't get a card saying Happy Father's Day. Yeah, that's what you want to avoid. Yeah, so far so good. They've never been able to track me down. You've never given them the correct address. No. Show support agency. Shh. Anyway. So Wednesday, Chicago. Yeah. Let's focus on that. Predictions. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three nil Vancouver. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna go with one nil Vancouver. Osted needs a clean sheet. You know, he, he didn't have to do a lot today. He still made four saves. He's still leading the league, but his defenders, you know, need to put in a great effort and get him the clean sheet. I think it's gonna be four nil. Ooh, you taught me. They are gonna go crazy. Do we hear five? <laughs> we're going to have Kuro getting two we're going to have Manny getting one and Tim Parker is going to finally get his MLS goal he's due and then let's just quickly give a Toronto one because we're not going to do a podcast before the Toronto game we hope to do one maybe next Sunday after the WFC 2 game no. but Toronto predictions I'll kick this off with 3-0 Toronto Ooh, I'm going to say 2-1 Toronto I'm going to go with 1-0 Whitecaps Oh, wow. contrary. I just have to be different than you do. Yes. Oh. It might work. Uh, but, um, oh, and also before we sign off here, a quick shout out to the USL leading Whitecaps 2 well, or Western they're, Conference. They're second. Or the Western Conference? Yes, undefeated. Oh. Undefeated. Let's go back. Okay. Let's give a quick shout out to the undefeated Whitecaps 2 in USL. Uh, they came up with another, this time a comeback win. Uh, yeah, it's like the, they, because they, Kyle Robinson was at the, the game on Wednesday, he was sitting up beside me, so he obviously saw them coming back and said to his team, look, if you don't come back, yeah. we're going to play these guys. That was the best comeback. Because they, they brought them in for training on Thursday. So. Yeah. No, it was a fantastic win. They, they, uh, uh, Kaden Chung with that uh, huge move yeah. at the end that USL was like going crazy over. 3-2 went over Tulsa Roughnecks, and fantastic. Came back, went behind twice, came back, got the 3-2 win. Daniel Haber and Kyle Gregg showing the MLS strikers how to actually find the back of the net. Yeah. And I think we'll see both of them get their shot in the Voyager's Cup. I think Haber for sure. Haber for sure because he's Canadian and everything like that. Because the the Whitecaps are allowed this year to use those guys in the Voyager's Cup. Yeah. And Tulsa, you know, they might not have got to three points or even a point, but, you know, they might have sold a kit. Yeah. I love their kit. Oculto. I've been called an Akuto a few times or something like that. But it was fantastic skull. It's apparently a beer. It's a really good oh, beer, they said as well. And it's like a voodoo skull in their jersey. I loved it. I've been trying to mention this as many times as possible. To get to a free Tulsa one? To get, to a, get free a free one, one. yes, I figured don't that. seem to have fit in yet. I just remember watching all these TV shows, and apparently if you mentioned products, you, you got sent them. Yeah, so Tulsa shirts and Lamborghinis. And Can hookers. And hookers. Three of my favourite things. Rug- rugby, of course. And it's Provincial Cup time. Uh, I'm going to be over in Victoria next Saturday for the Provincial Cup final. So good luck to all the teams in that. So watch out for all our coverage on AFTN of that. And just before we go, let's tell everyone where they can find you online. Steve? You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AACamp81. And you can also find me writing for Post America, AFTN, and the weekly contributor to Radio Cascadia Podcast. And I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. 
Read all our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. Also, the Whitecaps beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com and the Western Conference reporter for USLsoccer.com. So watch out for my stuff from there as well. So until next time, as always, thanks for listening. Take care. And more the Cascadia Cup leading caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life. Ten minutes left. Yeah, but...